And welcome to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. I'm Brandon. I'm Craig. Welcome on this very gray, dreary, cloudy Monday morning. But guess what? It's not freezing cold. Not yet. And I, you know, I think we're out of the worst part of the bad weather. So I'm really excited about how, you know, we're probably on the uptick upswing for like, what, what are we talking? Maybe high sixties, low seventies coming up around Christmas. I think that's going to be awesome. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We haven't even officially hit winter yet. So if you think, if you're thinking we're out of that weather, God bless you. Yeah. Well, here, I'm here since I, had since I spoke yesterday on gratitude, I'm looking at everything under the the lens of gratitude. So I'm I'm thankful that but we're your not, glass is half full. Well, yeah, it is right now. But check with me in January, right? <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> oh man. So. But you're right. It is kind of cloudy. It's kind of dreary. It's like in the 40s. Uh, what is it? I mean, it's like you can't really. If you're sitting still, your wipers squeak on your windshield. But if you're going down the highway, you need your wipers going full board. And oh yeah, bro, what in the world is going on with your hair? Mop top. Holy you cow! It's like nice. You like one it? of the Backstreet Boys. I don't even know. Their hair is always nice and pretty. This I just took a hat oh, off, no. and it's like I feel like a cousin. It cut his hair, and it's just kind of hanging there. Oh my goodness. See, you can never unsee that now. No, I really can't. But anyway, I, thank you for that on a Monday morning. So for those of you who are listening, you just have to imagine what my hair might look like. Let's just say Craig cut it last week, so it's short on the sides and backs again, and it's pretty long on top. It is pretty long on top. but um, And it was a mess when I took my hat off. <laughs> so what's been going on? Oh little, man, it's uh, been a, you had, uh, you had Willie and Dolly come in again. Willie so that and was Dolly good to see have them been yesterday. In. They came in, um, Thursday evening. So we had Thanksgiving with Allie. Oh, that's family. right. We did have all Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. yeah. So happy Thanksgiving yeah. um, to everybody. Hope it went well. Hope it was a good time. Hope you didn't eat too much, but you ate enough. And, um, I did well with that. You know, I didn't eat, I, I didn't overeat at all. Yeah. I had no dessert, none. I did. And I see, did that's the thing. Like since we've went on our diet, what, two years ago, now it's a lifestyle. I don't even call it a diet anymore. But since we're living the the caveman lifestyle, we don't eat dessert too much. Your hair looks caveman today, bro. It, does, it, it did look like caveman, didn't it? Very caveman. Um, but we don't do desserts, and I, I love desserts, but I don't have the desire for desserts anymore. And so um, I did have – Allie made grape salad, which, you know, that's a salad. So that's – Yeah, I mean – You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a salad in the name, and it has grapes in it, along with cream cheese, sour cream, brown sugar, sugar, vanilla – <laughs> and uh, pecans, pecans. Anyway, pecans. Uh, pecans. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway. So I did have that, um, and I had something. Else. Did you guys stay home, or what? What did you guys? Uh, so what did you guys do? we um, we ate Thanksgiving at Allie's aunt's house. Okay, um, on her dad's side, and so all her dad's side of the family was over there. Got gotcha, gotcha. and You know, obviously, we shared hunting stories between the guys because all of the guys hunt, and so right. So that was fun. Right. Played some. Left, center, right. The kids love that. Left, center, right. Yeah, it's a dice game where you start with three quarters and you roll these dice. And if you get a dot on all the dice, you keep your dice. If you get an R, you have to pass a, a quarter to the right. If you pa- if you get an L, you have to pass a quarter to the left. If you get a C, you have to put a quarter in the center. And it goes until everybody's put their quarters in the center except for one person and they win. <laughs> and the kids think that's the best game ever. We're creating gamblers. <laughs> Oh gosh, that sounds like good times. Good times for you yeah, guys, right? It was good. Yeah, and then mom and dad came in, and dad and I went hunting, and so it's all a good time. We uh, we headed to Cincinnati, and 
We're there just, uh, we just went for the day and, um, got, got there pretty early and then left kind of late and, um, beautiful day. It was like 68 in Cincinnati. We sat outside. Oh, it was super warm probably here. Probably three too. or four hours of the day, maybe even more actually. It was just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Um, it was fun going and, uh, watching all the, uh, grandkids play video games. That was just, you know, yeah, you when you're watching, yeah, when you're watching, uh, six, seven, eight year old, nine year olds play video games and, um, it's just crazy. My uh, grandson Clayton was explaining a bunch of stuff. He, you know, he was kind of like the ringleader of, oh, yeah. here's what you got to do. This is the way you do it. And my granddaughter Evelyn is sitting in a chair and she's got her head tilted down. You can kind of, her eyes are kind of forming into slits. And he takes a breath. And she went, are we going to do this? <laughs> she was ready. <laughs> she was ready. <laughs> Enough with the tutorial. Let's, Let's go. go. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's roll. Yeah, it's it's so fun watching the dynamics of kids. We had some younger kids, you know, at our Thanksgiving, and you know, my kids are you know the, the oldest there, mm-hmm. and so it was just neat seeing them interact and, t- and right, play right. together and right. see how the younger ones take to the older ones, and so. But no, it was good. It was a good weekend. That's we had good. a good day yesterday. Yeah, we did. Um, back up around that three hundred mark yeah, for we were three through, weeks in a row. Yeah, that's that's really good, and you know. Um, I think the one thing that's really amazing is, you know, since COVID, um, I think we talked about this, um, national averages show that, you know, most churches are down like 20%. Correct. Um, and that range of they've, they're still like, they're still under 20% of what they were prior COVID. Right. And so, um, I, I don't, we're not that low. No, um, and absolutely. we've been, you know, I think every we, church has their ups and downs, but you know, we're still only open for one hour on uh, the children's um, right. side. So that actually discounts, um, a few numbers and, and people there. So, um, in spite of what some people say and think, um, we're doing all right attendance wise and money wise. So that's, Absolutely. that's awesome. God has really blessed, um, God has really blessed us and God is really working. And, um, it's just a shame. Sometimes people can't see that because they can't see beyond what they don't want to see. Exactly. Uh, looking at the physical, not looking at the spiritual. And, um, so it's really exciting what God, what God has planned, what God is going to do. It's, you know, we, we, you don't really know where God wants to lead us, and that's really the good thing because if we don't know and God does, it's it's good to be along for the ride. Absolutely, it's really hard and tough for some people. So, um, oh, for sure. But know. yeah, He definitely is moving, and and you can tell that. You can see the excitement. You can, you know, we we have, you know, we have guests coming almost every week. We oh, had yeah, some come I mean, back again yesterday that had come the prior week. I talked to a couple. Great to talk to them and. Um, and so, you know, and I think the truth is, is that if we take a look, if we take a step back and we look, you know, we have a community here that, you know, needs the message we have, right. we need the hope of Jesus right, Christ. Right. And, and so my prayer is that we will we'll do what we need to, to, you know, continue to, to grow right. and right. to bring more people into the body of Christ and mm-hmm. to bring more people into a relationship. There are people who don't have a relationship. There are people who have never really heard it. You know, they've maybe been to church on Christmas and Easter, mm-hmm. but they don't know what it truly means to be a follower of Jesus. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast, um, by accident, actually. Um, I never bookmarked it or anything. I can't remember the name of the guy, but he was really good. It was the guy that I was listening to was, uh, Oh, how, I think he said he was 35 or 37 and the guy that he was talking to was like 39 or 40. Okay. And there was another guy on the podcast and he was about 60. And the younger guy, um, when he started talking said, he was talking about like, the, the older guy said, what do you two think is the, um, most damaging thing to the body of Jesus Christ? Right. 
And the younger guy said, well, most people would say it's some kind of social justice movement. It's the government. It's people coming against the church. It's people going against God. He said, I don't think any of those Mm -mm. have anything to do with damaging damaging the church. He said, it's inward. He said, the damage in the church is those people who've been in church for a long time and they still have no relationship to God. But he said, they, they, they put their likes and their dislikes and their wants all over top of you thinking that they, he said that they're from God. He said, and then he asked the older guy, he said, help me understand something. Is that not what the Pharisees did? Absolutely. And he said, so I look at the, he said, so he said, I'm kind of like Jesus. I have no tolerance for longtime Christians who have no relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. And I was like, wow. wow. So I was like, I, I was driving when I was listening to this. Right. And so, um, I, um, I couldn't write anything down. I should have, um, I, I couldn't really tell who it was. I couldn't see it on the screen. So, right. Right. Uh, but it was really an interesting podcast and I don't really listen to a lot of po- podcasts, but that really intrigued me because, um, the older guy, said one of the most difficult things to do is for a person who's been a Christian for a long time and they've got caught up in Christian things, in church things, mm-hmm. and what they perceive as godly things right. to literally give their heart over to Jesus Christ and allow Jesus Christ to right. change them and to move them into an area where he wants them to go. He said it, it, it is one of the most difficult situations that that they'll face. He said, um, they think it's the government. They think it's uh, a social justice movement, but it's really themselves that right. are standing, standing in their way. And so, um, I'm actually going to say this in January. So I'm going to tip you all off what I'm going to talk about in January. So there here we go. go. Um, and I got this from them. He said that, um, at their church, um, he said in 2023, this is the older guy. He said, our theme for the year is, Get out of your comfort zone. Mm. I was like, that's good. Yeah. So I'm going to, don't be shocked if you hear that from me quite a bit. Get out of your comfort zone. It's our tagline for the, for the year. Yeah, get out of your, co- hashtag yeah. get out of your comfort zone. That's right. Zone. And that reminds me though of that quote. You, you, you talked about it, man, probably a couple of years ago from Wayne B. Smith. And I never heard him say this, but when you said this, like I've not been able to get this picture out of my mind, but you know, at one point in time, Wayne said, you know, so many Christians, too many Christians get baptized yep. and then they stand on the baptistry steps and they drip dry there. That's exactly the what of their said. lives. Yep. And, and that's identical to what you were talking about and what that, what that guy was talking about. And you know, about Wayne well. Smith was one of the, if you, if you don't know who Wayne Smith is, he was preached in, at Southland Christian Church in Lexington, Kentucky for 40 mm-hmm. years or more. Yep. And started Southland, didn't he? No, he no, didn't. He, didn't. he went okay. there. He went there as a young guy. Okay. Gotcha. Almost right out of college, right. actually. Yep. And so he, um, very humorous. He was, they used to call him the Bob Hope of the Christian Church, Dude. and he was as funny as funny could be. It was great just listening to his laugh. Like exactly. his laugh was better than his joke. So he he had a great sense of humor, but when he got serious, mm-hmm. it's like he took you to the woodshed. Oh, absolutely. And it was serious. I mean, it was serious. And when he when he made that statement, I actually heard him at Southland do that. And he actually pointed out, and he said, and some of you I baptized in 1969, and you're still not down the road. You're still on the second step of the baptistry. He said, oh, wow. get off the baptistry step and do something in the name of Jesus Christ. I was like, wow. Oh, wow. That was about 1988 I heard him say that. Man. <laughs> right? <laughs> so he was throwing down. He was throwing down. <laughs> he threw down till his last breath, man. Yeah, he really he did. He was good. He really did. But you're right. It's... 
I mean, I think about it for myself, how difficult it is to get out of, out of my comfort zone and how difficult it is to really relinquish my, my will to the will of God and to what he wants us to do. We'll talk about that here in a minute, the yeah, will of absolutely. God. I tried my best to break that down to what that was because I think we make it a huge thing, but you know, to try to follow what God wants me to do and just do it. Right. You know, the thing I think that helped me most uh, since I've been here and I uh, didn't really think about it like this until we actually got into the series, but the James series when, um, and, and I, and I tell myself this weekly and I bet three or four times a week where I'll be like, you know, Craig, you need to know the word. You need to do, you need to do the word. It's not if you just know it, but you have to do it and doing it without knowing it doesn't mean, so I love the James things. Just know the word, know do the word. The word. The I mean, word. I, it's just, he, he puts it so simple and that's really what he's saying. Just know the word of God and do the word of God right. and here's what's going to happen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's, but we complicate it. Absolutely. Complicate it way too much. And, 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 and we're all guilty of that. Yeah. You know, I am, you are, other people are. And so, but again, it goes back to what is God. Well, mostly want. you and they, but no. mostly <laughs> me and me and they. Yeah, but you know, it goes back to what does God want? What is God's will? Right for our lives personally. What is God's will right, for right. our life as a church for the body <clears throat> right. of Christ here mm-hmm. for the body of Christ as a whole? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good stuff. yeah. Well, the um, you know, yesterday we talked a little bit about um, being grateful, and you know, we I wasn't really sure how to end this series out, being, and, but I really thought, you know, this is. Almost too easy to talk about being grateful because it's, I you know, we come off of Thanksgiving. Right, seems like the right. minister thing to do. It really wasn't planned that way. It just happened to hit on that Sunday. And, um, but if I, uh, when I'm really thinking about something about where, where God wants me to go, this is not a suggestion of being thankful and being grateful. This is really a command for it me to command. be thankful and grateful yeah. no matter what happens. And, and I really believe that most Christians miss this point. They, they miss this to the point where they just don't do it. And, um, you know, I read a verse where, you know, I, I think this verse is awesome in first Corinthians fifteen fifty seven. It says, but thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now, yeah. That to me seals the deal. If, if should I be grateful or filled with gratitude or thanksgiving? Because thank right, God, right? He he gave without, me a victory. Without him, I'm going to hell. It's a whole different story. Yep. Yeah. So I asked a question yesterday. As we got kind of got kicked off. Are you a grateful person? Now, I think this is a hard question to actually answer. Mm-hmm. I think what I need to do is I should have gotten everybody's spouses and said, "Is your spouse a grateful person?" Because right. they're going to be able to tell you not if you're a grateful person or not. Because I think you have a tendency to lie to yourself. Right. You have a tendency to lie to yourself about your relationship to God, about your marriage, about everything, because you try to look at it in a different light. So are you really a grateful person? Right. I mean, are you 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 percent grateful? Are you are you not grateful at all? Are you are you grateful sometimes? Right. Um, how, how are you on the on the grateful scale? Because, um, you know, God is concerned about you and I glorifying him and being grateful. Those are two things I think that we miscalculate sometimes. Um, how about Romans uh, 1, 20 and 21? Mm-hmm. For ever since the world was created, people have seen clearly, have seen the earth and the sky. Through everything God made, they clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power, his divine nature. So they have no excuse not knowing God. I love that. I, I There's For a whole sure. sermon series in that. Yes, they know God. But they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. You know, that last line, I think, hits us as Christians. We know God, but don't really worship him the way we need to worship him. And we're not giving him thanks the way we need to give him thanks. I mean, I don't know what you think, but that's no, what absolutely. I think. No, so. absolutely. 100% agreed. Yep. And, and just, uh, you know, 
you know, a, a great reminder. I think it's in, you know, in, in James where he talks about, you know, you believe, well, great. Even the demons believe, right? They shudder. You know, it's one thing to know God. It's one, right. but again, it goes back to James, know the word, do the word. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And, you know, I think as, as you look at this idea of, of being a grateful person, um, and you said it, I think later on in the message, but you said this, something along these lines, you said, you know what, if God never did another thing for me, you know, if God did not bless me in any other way, I never received any other thing from God. Never had another answered prayer. Right. Nothing else. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I've got all I need because guess what? Jesus Christ still went to the cross for me. That's all I need. And I should be grateful and thankful every single day for that truth, you know, and that should, that right there in and of itself should command the way that we live our lives, should command the way that we, you know. Exactly, because there's, there's an old Baptist hymn they used to sing, Christ is all I need. I don't know if you ever heard of Christ mm-hmm. is all I need. Yep. Christ is all I need. I, I can't remember all the words, but that kind of goes to the point of, I don't need anything else but Christ. Yep. I, I don't need anything but Christ crucified, his blood, and him walking out of the tomb. That's all I need in my life. And we think we need, we think we deserve so much better, but folks, if we actually got what we deserve, you'd be terrified. Yeah. So you got what you need. You got what you need through Jesus Christ. So, um, I love, I, you know, what's really hard for me to do is not quote Tony Evans every stinking week, man, every week this, I, I could quote him this quote, but I actually have to leave him out. Right. This quote was so good. He said this, he said the first thing, the first thing, first thing you should do every morning is give God a list of what you're grateful for and then give him the thanks and praise he deserves. What you'll find is God will give you more things to be grateful for. And I think he's right. I agree. I believe he's right 100%. The more you but that's from your heart. It's not a it's not a plastic oh thank you God for this. It's yeah. it's from your heart. Exactly. Audio adrenaline going dating myself a little bit back in the day wow. one of one of their early songs and I can't even remember what it was called. It was maybe this day, I believe. Mm-hmm. But it was it was a different song for audio adrenaline because it was super laid back. It was yeah. super kind of meditative. But that's pretty much what it was saying was before my feet hit the ground, God, I give this day to you. You know, I'm giving you thanks for what you know what you've given me and what you've done for me. And and I think that if we started our day like that, yeah, it would change our day. Mm-hmm. It would change the world around us. It would change the people around mm-hmm. us because our mindset and our attitude is going to be completely exactly. Different. And that's uh that's a. That's a very strong statement too, you know, mm-hmm. be, before my feet hit the floor. I'm right. Gonna, I'm going to give you this day. I mean, you giving God the day, that is going to be, that's a lot. Cause, you know, the thing about it is, is that, um, if you're not grateful for what you already have, you're not going to be grateful for what God is going to give to you that's on top of that. Right. And if all we do is complain and gripe, I mean, I, I don't know why God would continue to, to give us what, you know, right. what we need. So, right. you know, but what if, what if, what if we did that? What that song says, what if we got up tomorrow morning? The first thing that we did was tell God what we're thankful for. And here's the truth. And tell him that. Just tell I, him. Yeah. Before we get out of bed, because here's the truth. You and I know this. That song was written, what, 20 plus years yeah, ago? Yeah. Think about how much more, how much chaotic our world is. When our feet hit the floor, mm-hmm. we're done. We're moving. We're thinking about, okay, what's next? I got to do this right. today, that today, that today, that today. I got to do that tomorrow. We're thinking mm-hmm, about next mm-hmm, week already. Mm-hmm. You know what? Okay. Before I even get out of bed, I'm going to calm my soul and I'm going to give God thanks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because guess what? If I don't do it before I get out of bed, it's not, I, it's not gonna happen. I may I find time, I may, you know, but, but every day, and that's what I'm convicted of. It's like, every day I need to be intentional of that. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, Brandon, set your alarm for 10 minutes earlier. 
and don't snooze it. Well, one of the things I asked yesterday, I think it went um, kind of over everybody's head. Um, when I asked it, I think I'm one short, of the, so. well, well, I asked it one of the service, somebody was coughing, somebody was coming in on the next service. So I had to re-ask it again because I hate it when it's like, I, this is one question I wanted people to hear, but I didn't have it on the screen. Right. Uh, right. so, but this is the question. What if you woke up today mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all you had left was what you thank God for yesterday? What would you have? Nothing. Would you have one thing? Yeah. 10 things, seven things, everything you got. Right. Seriously. What would you have? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is crazy. This is crazy. And I heard, I didn't say this yesterday, but I heard a long time, I think it was like Greg Laurie or, uh, Dennis Rainey. It was one of those guys that said, um, we need to learn to pray like a seven year old. Mm-hmm. Oh man. To literally thank God because a seven year old's heart is thanking God and he means it. Yeah. God, and, 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 and he's praying for, he said, I think it was Dennis Rainey said, he's praying for the meal. God, thank you for, thank you for mommy and daddy. And then his eyes open up. Yeah. Thank you for the, corn yeah thank you for my spoon thank you for my milk mm-hmm. thank you for the flowers on the table and he's right yeah he's right absolutely because we take that for granted well and, and if you think about it you know and you didn't talk really about this at all but jesus teaches his disciples to pray what's the first thing he says <laughs> right you know hallowed be your name you know right. giving god praise for who he is giving well, that, god thanks for who he is that's exactly what that is you're giving thanks and praise to god you're glorifying yeah. god that's that's the main yeah, thing that's right the first here. thing that he he does when he says you know when he teaches how to pray and yep. it's like man if jesus is giving thanks to god who he essentially was exactly um i should probably be doing that more often right. too and so you know you ask that question and, and i don't want to miss that point because i think you're right i think it did go over people's heads right and I, i've heard that question asked a right. few different times in my life yep and every time it's like i'm i'm convicted right. and i my prayer is that we all are convicted of you know, if you woke up tomorrow with just the things that you thanked God for mm-hmm, the day before, mm-hmm. what would you have? What would you have? Mm. Yeah. I've thought about that question a lot since um I, I ripped that off from somebody. Yeah. I can't remember where I got it, but I've thought about that a lot. So I read a verse of scripture, very familiar, Psalm one eighteen twenty four. This is the day that the Lord has made and had everybody say with me, we will rejoice and be glad in it. Mm-hmm. And this is a great verse. It's a great verse. It looks good on a plaque, bumper sticker hanging on a wall. looks good in a prayer room. looks good in your kitchen. It's awesome. But right. I'm telling you what, this is not a plaque or bumper sticker or some rub off thing. This is a command from God. This is the day that the Lord has made. You're going to rejoice and be glad in it. So, exactly. you know, I said, how many of you are thanking God for this day? You know, you're like, well, uh, you know, uh, Craig, I, I, I don't I hate to tell you this, but I don't have a whole lot to be thankful. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I've been dealing with. You don't right. know what's happening in my life. And I think I said, doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter what's going on in your life because God says this is the day right. that the Lord has made. You are to rejoice and you are to be glad in it. So you got marriage problems. This is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice. Yep. You got car issues. This is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice. You got um, government problems, job issues. You've got boss problems. You got uh, whatever. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to be glad in it. Yeah. And if nothing else, be thankful to God that he's given you breath to live another day. Yep. You know, be thankful that you woke up. Exactly. Um, you read this verse. What is this? First Thessalonians. Thessalonians. Okay. I've five, cut off. five, 16 through 19. Yeah. It says, uh, and this is cut off at the bottom of mine, but you may have to finish it. Always. You had that underlined. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in what? All circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yep. 
And that awesome verse, you know, and, and when you aren't joyful, when you're grumbling, when you're complaining, what are you doing? You're stifling the Holy, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. You're allowing the Holy Spirit not to work in your life mm-hmm. and in the lives of those mm-hmm. around you. You, you, you said it yesterday, you know, you may be stifling the Holy Spirit in your church. You know, it goes beyond you. You, you right. got to realize this, this spiritual realm is bigger than just me. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Colossians, um, for two, devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Yeah. Uh, it, it all goes back to, there's so many times where we talk about being grateful and thankful and praise and, and, and all those things. I love Joseph Stoll. I don't know if you've ever heard him speak. I heard him speak about 25, six years ago mm-hmm. at a Promise Keepers rally. Okay. And I literally fell in love with this guy. I thought this guy's an awesome speaker. He was, you know, he, he's the, uh, he's the president of, of, um, Moody Bible oh, College. Moody Bible College yeah. But he's, he's a really good, you know, sometimes when you think, oh, they're from Moody Bible College, you have to right, say, right. oh, they're a little stuffy, but he's, he's really not. But he says this, gratitude and thanksgiving is the door into the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Most Christians miss this point because being grateful has everything to do with your heart and that's all God wants. Yeah. <laughs> it all goes back to your heart. All of it. Yep. And so we get, we think it's caught up in the action, but from our heart, the action comes, not the action and then the heart. Right. Because sometimes your actions will make your heart harder if it's not done with, with the spirit of, I love God this much. Right. I'm not saying you don't love God. I'm just saying that sometimes your heart is in a different place mm-hmm. and God wants your heart. You and I were talking about that this morning. You know, it's like we do things and our heart's not in it. Right. And, but we're doing it because we're either expected to do it or it's the right thing to do. And I'm thinking, well, guess what? That jewel's not going to be in my crown. Right. Exactly. I won't be able to cast that down at the right. feet of Jesus when I'm in heaven. Yeah. So I'm like, I think I told you, I said, I'm going to be ashamed when I get to heaven. I'm like a half a crown, a half a jewel in my crown. And I'm going to be like, here's Mother Teresa. She's got like 700 people bringing in her crowns filled with right. jewels and she'll cross those, uh, throw those down at the feet of Jesus. And I'm like, okay, here's mine. Right. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Psalm 100 verse 4, and this is a great verse. Yep. And again, we sing this as a kid, you know, I yep. wonder things, you know, and we have these on plaques. And the problem with this is this, is we've seen it and heard it so much, it has no meaning anymore. Exactly. But here's what it says. Psalm 100 verse 4. Enter his thanks, enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him and praise his name. Amen. It says enter his Enter with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, I think, is how you enter into the presence yep. of God. Right. You don't go in with your list of demands. He's yep. not a genie in a bottle. You go in and you're like, God, boom, and you go in with thanksgiving. That's how you get into the throne room of God. Yeah. By walking into him with thanksgiving. Here's the thing you gotta remember, and I think I, I think I had this up on the screen, but, mm-hmm. um, that, um, gratitude is a choice. Right. It's a daily, daily choice you have to make. You have to be intentional. You're not just because you're a Christian, you're going to be filled with gratitude because guess what? I got things in my life right now, this day, at this hour that's on my mind that if I allow it to get to me, I would not be a person with gratitude in my heart. Right. But I have to choose to have gratitude in my heart because I know what God does and what exactly. he's done, done, done And And I, I think too, um, you know, as I think about that word, as you read Psalm 100 verse 4, and I think about the word thanksgiving, you know, and, and it just hit me yesterday as I'm thinking about this, and maybe it was the song that I sang during the countdown, mm-hmm. which is a, a Crowder song called Thanksgiver, you know, that God is making, turning me into this Thanksgiver. You think about the word Thanksgiving, you've got two words there, thanks and giving. Yeah. A, and because we're thankful, what should we do? We should give. We right. should give back, not, you know, not to people, but but to God. Yeah. You know, and sometimes that is by giving back to people, by mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. things for others. 
you know, our thanks should in turn turn into us mm-hmm. giving back mm-hmm. to God. It's giving him our praise, mm-hmm. giving him our worship, you know, giving him our, our praise through helping someone out, through being there for someone, whatever that looks like. You know, it, it's not just a, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to give you praise God. Thank you so much for that. But sometimes right. it's a response, right? It's a response because of what he's done. Right. Well, you know, the thing about it is, is that, um, you know, there's so many Christians struggling today. Right. So many Christians right. are struggling today. You know, I, I mean, I've heard people tell me, you know, I just don't feel like God's with me. I don't know if God loves me. I don't know if he's watching out for me. You know, I've been praying about this. It's not been answered. And, and it gets back to, okay, so life is all about you now. Right. I mean, I understand you're going through stuff, but don't you realize whatever you're going through I'm going through something myself and Brandon's going through something mm-hmm. and somebody else is going through something. You're not the only human being on the face of the planet that's going through something and has something happened to right. them. We all have to follow the same rules. Your rules aren't different yep. just because you feel a certain way. Your feelings aren't facts. Yep. So you always have to go back to, to your face. So I, if you want to experience God's peace and joy and love and blessings and encouragement, you know what? You go through the door of Thanksgiving. Yep. You yep. literally, it, it changes the perspective of everything about you. And I, and I think this sounds so easy. Okay. I'll go through the door of Thanksgiving, but I'm going to be honest with you. This is the hardest, one of the hardest things you're ever going to do in your life. Yeah. Is to literally do this from your heart and go through the door of Thanksgiving. Right. And what it looks like is, is laying those, those things down at the feet of Jesus, laying those cares, laying those worries. You read from first Peter five, seven through nine, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. Then it says this with an exclamation point. Stay alert. Exactly. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He knows what he's doing. Yep. You know what? He, he knows exactly what he's doing. It says he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. And, and that's the point. Here's what Satan does for, for a Christian. I mean, we always think, okay, he's prowling around like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. He's going to try to get you to do the stupidest things that we're like, he want, he, he's going to make you have an affair. He's going to make you, you know, go to another side. He's going to make you, you know, he, we think that's the worst thing. You know, here's what he's going to do. This is what he's going to do to you as a Christian. He's going to get you not to trust in God. He's, he's going to make... get to you to believe that God's promises are not true, that God does not love you, that God does not care for you, that you're all by yourself, that God has left you and mm-hmm. he has abandoned you. Yep. This is what he does to Christians. And guess what? Yep. He's very good at his game and yep. you're very bad at falling for it. Yep. And so he's going to make you bitter. He's going to make you grumpy. Exactly. He's going to make you gossip. You know, exactly. those, those, those little things that we think that, you know, oh yeah, like you said, you know, well, he's going to, you know, make me turn away from my faith completely no exactly no it's going to be little subtle things to get exactly. you to doubt god and here, here here's the thing about that is that i think i told everybody yesterday you're stronger than him mm-hmm. you truly are stronger than him i know he's got power like you've never seen before and he's got it. but you know what you give him the power yeah. you fall for his tricks you do that yeah he, because the truth is is if you've been baptized you got. You have the gift of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. The same Spirit that swept through the grave, rose, raised Jesus from the dead, lives in us. The Bible exactly. clearly says that. Exactly. And we don't tap into that. We don't. Near enough. Psalm 118, 19 through 21, it says, Open for me the gates where the righteous enter, and I will go in and thank the Lord. Mm. Uh, these gates lead to the presence of the Lord. Here we go. And the godly enter there. And, and I thank you for answering my prayer and giving me victory. Mm. A, a grateful heart. Is where you're going to find God. Yeah. You're going to go into the presence of God with thanksgiving. You're, you you literally get into the throne room of God by being thankful yeah. and grateful. And here's the thing. This is a choice and it's a mindset. Mm-hmm. 
And you can fake it to a certain point. You can. But in the long run, your true self is going to show. For sure. You're going to show who you are because you, we always show right. who we are deep down inside. Yep. So um, I had a question I asked. I said, is gratefulness your lifestyle? Mm-hmm. It is a tough question. It is a very tough question. I think it's a tough question. Um, but but I think a question we need to ask, and we need to be honest with yes. ourselves. You know, is gratefulness, are we grateful? Even in times of difficulty, even in you know times of frustration, mm-hmm. even when things aren't adding up. Can we still be grateful? Mm-hmm. You know, are, are we finding ways to say, you know what, God, this isn't working out the way I thought it was going to. Right. But I'm still going to be grateful to you because while this isn't working out, you've still given me, you know, a family who loves me. Mm-hmm. You've given mm-hmm. me healthy kids. You've given me this, uh-huh. that, whatever. Right. You know, um, Ephesians 520, give thanks for everything mm-hmm. to God, the father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, First Thessalonians five eighteen again. Be thankful in all circumstances. Yep. Give thanks for everything, and be thankful in all circumstances. That doesn't say give thanks when things are good. Nope. Give thanks when when things are going your way. Be grateful. Be thankful when mm-hmm. when it it's it's all right. You know. No. In all circumstances, give thanks for everything. And you said yesterday, you're like that covers it. It covers it all. It covers it all. You have to remember that this is God's will for you. Yeah. This is literally God's will for you. This is not a suggestion. Yeah. It's 100% God's will for you. And and I talked a little bit about God's will briefly mm-hmm. where, you know, everybody wants to know God's will. And I ra- everybody raise their hand. Have, yeah. A lot of people raise their hand. And we make this a huge mystery. Like this is the biggest mystery on the face of the planet. It's like trying to find, you know, Al Capone's uh, safe, you know. It's like, wh- where is it at? Where's God's will? Right. But we've made it too complicated. Yeah. We have overcomplicated here, here, Spoiler alert. God doesn't care if you buy that new car or not. Like, uh, that, that's, that's not in God's will for your life. You know, he did care me, if the Astros won, though. Did you I know don't that? think so. But okay. anyways, for me as a hunter, I, and I've told people this, God doesn't care if I shoot that big buck or not. You know, God wants me to go out and enjoy his creation. Mm-hmm. He wants me to be appreciative, be thankful for that. Give thanks to be there. Give thanks yep. that I'm there. Yep. If I shoot a, a big buck, that's icing on the cake. Exactly. But God, you know, we, we try to, you, you said it yesterday, I think, we try to complicate God's will for us. We complicate it. Uh, I didn't give the scriptures, but they're they're there because right. I looked these up. Right. Yep. Uh, but you can look these up later. But um, here here's some of God's will from the Bible: doing right, being sanctified, following God's law, uh, following His truth, following His teaching, praising Him, not walking in the flesh, believing on Jesus Christ, renewing your mind, being grateful, being thankful to God, and giving thanks. These are all God's will for your life. Now, yep. I know, I know he's not sometimes your favorite guy. You know what? The more I hear him, and I don't know if he's matured, he's about my age, I think. Yeah. And that may be why. You know it how could that be. is with, with guys. But I'm going to tell you something. I, I actually, I told you about this quote. Yeah. I actually heard him say this on like, Ministry Minute or... He's probably... I know he's on... And, and the more I've heard him, I, I've actually really liked his stuff. Um, on K-Love, they do 60 Seconds of Hope or something like that. Yeah. This... So, uh, but this this is... I just really, wish he would... Um, somebody asked me yesterday after church, like, does he have anything but a white t-shirt? White t-shirt. White v-neck t-shirt. I wish he'd wear something other than right. that. He says, 
Stop overthinking and overanalyzing God's will. Before you try to get into the specifics of your personal life of who I will marry or where should I serve God, we need to work with the Holy Spirit. I love that. We need to work with the Holy Spirit, lifting or fulfilling the general will of God. And the first place to start is to learn to be thankful and grateful. Mm -hmm. He hit that out yeah. of the park. And that was Levi Lusco. I don't know if we said Levi that. Lusco, Levi yes. Lusco, yes. Levi Lusco made that and he uh, he made that quote and I when I heard that I actually I I thought I got to find this and I found it again and but that was absolutely awesome and he said I love that part where he says we need to work with the Holy Spirit like tapping into the uh-huh. spirit to the general will of God and the place you start is being thankful and grateful. If you're not being grateful and thankful from the beginning then what are you doing? Right. Well, and there's so much depth there. I mean, you could take that quote probably and break it apart for right. 30 minutes. But exactly. that idea of we need to work with the Holy Spirit, I think there are it's a lot. It's almost like John Piper-like. Right. Yeah. I think there are a lot of Christians who think, well, if I've got the Holy Spirit in my life, he's just going to automatically do these things. No. 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 It's it's like, you know, here we go. We haven't talked about it in a while. It's like a, a baseball player has to work on their swing. Mm-hmm. And they have to perfect that swing. And they have to they work with their hitting coach. You know, it's like the Holy Spirit is our hitting coach, and we have to work with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so baseball reference. Sorry, Sue, if you're listening. So baseball reference. So I found this last night. You can find this on YouTube. All you have to do is type in um, Dusty Baker, 1973 Atlanta Braves. Yeah, and it'll it'll come up. It's like a, like a minute and a half. Dusty is about as young as he can be, but he mm-hmm. sounds almost the same. It's crazy. Oh, I'm it's sure. Like, I'm looking at him, thinking, "Oh my gosh." So Dusty Baker was one of my favorite players growing up. I loved about Dusty. I loved him with the Braves. I loved him with the Dodgers. I was negative 12 then, by the way. Exactly. I was not. But anyway, <laughs> he, um, Milo Hamilton was the announcer for the um, Atlanta Braves at the time. And so Milo is interviewing during spring training. And Dusty, it's his second year in the majors. He had just he had just come off of the 1972 season where he hit 321, mm-hmm. hitting behind Hank Aaron. Yep. And um, he also came off two minor league seasons where he hit in the high 300s. So he had three straight seasons. So the, they asked him, you know, you know, what's what's your goals? You know, a lot of people are thinking you're going to hit 25, 30 home runs a year. And he said, I'm not worried about hitting 25. I'm not worried about hitting 30 home runs a year. 20 or 25 is the goal because I can do that. But he said, what I want to do is I always want to keep working at my hitting yeah. because he said it always takes work no matter what you do. Yeah. Now, I'm paraphrasing him, but that's pretty much what he right. said. Right. And But it was like, so Dusty is young. He just hit 321, which puts him, I think it landed him second or third in the league in 72 for hitting. But the thing that was, amazed me is that how intense he was thinking about, I got to get to the batting cage and I got to yep. keep, working, gotta keep on, working on the thing. So that's the truth. Mm-hmm. We always have to keep working because a yeah. lot of Christians think, I don't have to keep working. Right. The Holy Spirit's going to do it for me. No. Yeah. No, it, it's yeah. not going to do it for you. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's like, you know, um, it's like it does, um, you think that, um, you know, when Freddie Freeman was with the Braves, do you think that he went out and, you know, after the game, he went home and ate a box of Twinkies and, you know, had, um, you know, wings and uh, potato chips and drank Pepsi. Nope. And then the next morning he got up and went to Denny's to eat the Grand Slam breakfast and then went out on the field and did what he, no. No. He was, no, and they he talked was about constantly Freddie, working Freddie, at it. Freddie spent more time in the batting cages than anybody. Batting cage? Eating, yep. running, oh, yeah. healthy, yep. lifting—it's constant. It never ends. So he—he he actually he, called me for my my regiment, so he could, you know, find out what not to do. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so so okay. there you go. There's our baseball There's reference. Our baseball. We had to wedge that in. That's right. That in. Yeah. But that that quote from Levi Lesko is really good. And just you know, I love that. You know, 
We need to work with the Holy Spirit, fulfilling the general will of God. And the first place to start is to learn to be thankful and grateful. Yep. James 1, 17 and 18. Whatever is good, perfect, is a gift coming down from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He chose to give to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And we, out of all creation, became his prized possession. So if you believe that Jesus or you believe that God doesn't care about you, you need to read that verse again and, and see that you are his prized, prized possession. possession. Yeah. You are. What a great reminder. Yeah. First Celebrate Thess- the goodness of yeah. God. First Thessalonians five eighteen through 19 says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do not, here it is again, do not stifle the Holy Spirit. And that's where we got into the thing you already alluded to, that when you gripe and complain and you're negative, you, here's what you did. You just shoved and suppress the Holy Spirit's movement in your life. So if you're praying that God's going to help you with something, but then you're complaining about the very thing that you're praying about to, right. for God to help you, you open the door to God and then you slam the door, the door shut right. in God's face. And now you're like, God, where are you at? You're blaming God because you're the one, you're the one that, that slammed the door, the door yeah. in his face. He didn't do that. You did that. Yeah. So, but if you can keep thinking, God, I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to believe in you. You know what? I'm turning this over to you. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to be grateful no matter what happens. Absolutely. Romans eight twenty seven and 28 says, The Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God calls us a few things. No, no. Everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Now, what we have to remember is that when it says that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God, what we imagine is good and what God imagines is good sometimes are two different things. It's exactly. It's the good. It's, it's the, it's the will of God. It's you from your heart meshing your will with God. That's the good that's going right. to come out of that because your heart and God's heart are matched up. Exactly. That's why I about lost my mind in May of 2020 when the governor stood up and quoted that scripture to Ohioans. Right. I'm like, you know what, dude? You just placed yourself and you misquoted scripture. You're right. a false prophet. Yep. You're going to have to answer for that mm-hmm. because now you've, ele- what he needed to do is stop quoting scripture. Right. Because that, he, what he was trying to do is when we Christians over on exactly. his, oh, look, he's quoting scripture. He's, he must be a man of God. No, he totally, um, he totally botched that up. He right. totally misquoted that. And that's right. not what that means. And, um, you know, then you're right. We have to know what that means right right what the will God, what the yeah. good is and and you um it may have been right here or somewhere around here i think but you were talking and you made the the comment you know the that god is the goodness in our life or something like that <clears throat> something like it may not have been in those words but you know the way my brain works i always have song lyrics mm. up in my head and toby mack has a song out um and i think it's called goodness but that's essentially what it says is god you're the goodness in my life yeah. you know and then that's that goes back to what we talked about earlier if god doesn't do yeah. another thing for us we still have him in our lives speaking of good i heard willie nelson sing let the good times roll the other day there you i was go. listening to xm so there you go <laughs> i can't wait oh maybe even today i'll listen to it uh-huh. i'll have a blue <laughs> Christmas without you. <laughs> Billy Graham said. <laughs> Billy Graham and Willie Nelson once said. A grateful heart is a treasure of God. A grateful heart is basic and foundational. That is a good statement right there. Yeah. Nothing he says will change your life more than a grateful heart totally centered on God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you, you talked about um, 
the song that, that we used to sing, and, and we've sang it here within the past, I don't know, 10 years or so since I've been here. We, we had sang it some too, but the old Don Moen song, you know, give thanks with a grateful heart. Right. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks for he has given Jesus Christ his son. And I go. haven't sang that song in probably 10 years, and yet here those lyrics are. That's how my brain works. Right. Um, but, you know, and it, and it all goes back to that. You know, right. why do we give thanks? Because he's given Jesus Christ his son. Yep. You know? Exactly. And so, but yeah, that, that Billy Graham quote is grateful, or is grateful. It's a great quote. Yeah, so um, God's will. I ask a question, what's God's will for your life? And what that is is that you have a grateful heart. That, yep. that you literally have a thankful and, and a grateful heart. And I, I said, don't let the world, don't let the government, don't let your job, your family, your health, your finances, your frustrations rule your heart today. Yep. Let God do that. Let God rule your heart. Don't allow Satan to rob you of God's will. Let, let gratitude and let God rule your heart. Don't, yep. don't let Satan get in the middle of that. And what don't does that look like? Well, it looks like Romans 12 too. Yeah, you know, that. Romans 12, 1, you know, offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing right. to God. That's your spiritual act mm-hmm, of worship. Mm-hmm. It means in everything we do, you know, give it to God. Do it for God. Don't right. do it for other things. But then he gives us this just awesomeness of, of how do you do that? Well, here's how you do it. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you what? By the way you think. Mm-hmm. Then you will know, learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Mm. You know, and, and even then, back when this was written, you know, don't copy the customs and behaviors of this world. Mm-hmm. You know, we think we have it bad now, but guess what? Always Satan been has always, always been, been trying. Bad. Yeah. He's always been trying to hoodwink us. Always He's been always bad. been trying to pull us away from God's will for our lives, which, you know, tells us right here, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. For sure. Um, I, I, I've come to believe that, um, if you don't learn to live with gratefulness in your heart, especially when things aren't going your way. You're going to be a sourpuss. You're, you're, you're going to be negative. You're going to be a downer. You, you're going to be worried. You're going to be filled with anxiety. And, um, you know, I think when, even when things aren't going your way, if you can have a grateful heart, you can change the atmosphere wherever you go. And I think we already alluded that you can change your church. You can change your home, Absolutely. job, you, your family, your kids. You can change it all. And, um, I read a scripture that I absolutely love this. Yep. Yep. I, I I literally read this, this three is, times a week. This is one which I'm I'm a big fan of the book of Philippians. Yeah, I think it's a great book. But yeah, this is like your go to. This is one mm-hmm. of your absolute favorites. So I'll let you read it. <laughs> Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for what He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which we all want, right? Exactly. Which exceeds mm-hmm. anything that we can understand. Meaning, you're not going to grasp it on your own, right? His peace will guard your hearts and your mind mm-hmm. as you live in what? Christ, Christ Jesus. Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, here's one final thing. Fix your what? Thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable. I love this. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Awesome passage of Scripture. One of the hardest things to put into practice. You talk mm-hmm. about... You know, we went through the book of Philippians a number of years ago yep. when I first came here. You talk about us for joy. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about a sermon series, a four week series just from that verse alone. Oh, absolutely. My goodness. Yeah. You could break you that could do down it. easy. But, but you know what? There it is again. Verse eight, fix your what? Your thoughts. Right. You know, you back, go back up to the Romans, you know, um, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you what? The way you think, you know, everything mm-hmm. that you know, we do our reactions. It all stems from what we are thinking about. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Philippians two fourteen. do everything without complaining 
or arguing. Mm. Everything. Everything. Yeah. That's tough. I'm guilty. See, I, I think if all you do is grumble and you complain and you fault fine, you point your finger and you, here's what you're doing. You're going against what God wants to do in your life and you literally have gone against the will of God. And I don't care how long you've been a Christian or how great you think you are as a believer. So here's the thing. What's going on in your life, those of you who are listening to us right now, what's going on in your life right now that you've been complaining about and grumbling about? Right. Guaranteed there's something. Yeah. Whether it's the traffic or the stores or whether it's your finances or your spouse or I don't care what it is. Why'd you mention traffic first? <laughs> yeah, it's getting bad. Isn't it? <laughs> and I think I asked yesterday, even when you do complain, does it solve anything? No. Nope. It actually does do one thing. It makes you more complaining. Yeah. And, and I think, yeah, it makes our hearts harder. And it affects, it does, it affects the people around us. That's the big thing that I try to, you know, be mindful of is it affects my wife, it affects my kids. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be, you know, it affects you, I'm sure, when I grumble and complain. Well, would you think that when I come in and I start um, discussing the bad weather, that's not really complaining, is it? Whatever you need to tell yourself. It's just a I discussion. Think you and the Holy Spirit. I lay it on the table. You and the Holy Spirit need to work on that a little bit. <laughs> just, just from brother to brother, just trying to help you out. <laughs> When I get into the Yosemite Sam, that's when that's I start when it's to bad. Yeah, you've I'm like, been rocking, You've been good so far, <laughs> but I'm telling you, winter is coming, so you better batten down the hatch. Ah. So I came up with, a, I saw the definition of gratitude. Yep. I, I'm not sure where I pulled this from, but I pulled it from somebody. Well, a couple of weeks ago, when you weren't sure, you gave me credit, so you I did give me so credit. So Brandon once said this. Yeah. Definition of gratitude. He said an acknowledgement of having re- received something good from another and showing appreciation for it. Yeah. It's really good. So acknowledgement of what God has done in your life, and you get and you're you giving praise and, yeah. gra- and and you're grateful for what He's done. I think it goes back to those two words: thanks, giving. You're thankful, yep. and so you show appreciation. Yep. Everything everything that we have in our life is a, is a gift from God. All, all the good is a gift yep. from God, and and we need to thank Him for what we have done. And I believe when we're grateful, it pleases the heart of God, and um, when we're ungrateful, it doesn't. And you know, we we can get into little things like um, I think I said this in one service. I don't think I did it in both, but you know, even like coming to church today, mm-hmm. you know, or coming to church yesterday or whatever, you know, we're worshiping God, but yet we're complaining. Oh, you know what? He went too long. I don't like what he said. I don't like the songs that were picked out. Right. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's too dark. It's too light. Guess what? I'm sorry you're a complainer. Right. You're not grateful at all. Instead, you should be saying, God, you know what? Thank you for giving me another Sunday to worship with my brothers and sisters as a body of believers to lift you up in, in your name because I may never get this opportunity ever again. Yep. In this place. Yep. I have no idea what the future holds, but thank you for allowing me to come here. Right. And you know what? If you're chilly, bring a jacket. If you're cold, wear short sleeves. You know, I mean, right. it is what it is. Yep. Nobody's going to be happy with everything. So, um, you know, it, it, we got to stop. We got to yep. stop with the complaining and the griping because yep. we give ourselves a free pass. I do. Yep. And I, I hate too. that about myself. For sure. So, so there we go. Yeah. And I didn't grateful one on one. I looked up. I could have taken a picture of your clock. Oh gosh. You know, that went over. Here it goes. Here you we go. Little, you were a little over, but you know what? I was under the first. You were. So I, I made up for you it. You made up for it in the second. But you know what? It was good. It's all good. How do you how do you go from forty five seconds under, under to five minutes over? Yeah. How, what happened there? I have no idea. Hmm. I slipped out and grabbed me some coffee. And I could tell I was like, I don't know, sometimes second service you get a little more fired up or really? it's just a difference in from where I'm at. 
being in service and, and hearing you from the hallways. That's what Anita says. She's like, when I'm in there, it's not so bad. But when I'm in the hallway, she's like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's like hellfire and brimstone. It's like, who is that? Yeah, right. That's not the sermon I heard last service. Mm-hmm. But, but no, hey, speaking of Thanksgiving, being grateful, okay. um, we do need to, to share some gratefulness. So thank you, Sue Fetter. We're drinking Black Rifle coffee this morning. It's just black. Um, she gifted it to us because she didn't like it. I never turn down Black Rifle coffee because no. I think it's the best out there. I think it's really good. It is very good. I like it a lot, actually. You know, I made it probably a little too weak for you. Yeah, see, here, now, okay, so here, here's the thing. Here I was go. saving this for here, the podcast. Here we go. Brandon's always like, oh, you need to be more of a man. You need to drink your coffee black. You need to not add anything to it. Okay, let me break down the dynamics of the coffee cup with me and Brandon. The dynamics of Brandon's coffee cup is his coffee is like constant comet tea. It's very weak. That you is see the bottom of the glass. That is not true. It's, you can definitely drink. It's like drinking tea. So I'm like, yeah, I can drink that too. My coffee is like how you would have, well, let me just put it this way. Clint Eastwood would have it this way. John Wayne, um, Charles Bronson, all the tough guys. <laughs> so <laughs> let me, let me just uh, say, I'm not done. Their coffee is so stout, you could put a stick down in there and it would stand straight up and not fall to the side. So what you're, yeah, their coffee is like you took a glass of water and you put like six ounces of mud in it and stirred it up. And they added cream to it. They had to, to be able to what, gulp it what, down. You, like they chewed their coffee. Why did apparently. you laugh at Charles Bronson? I don't know. It's just, you know, you know, like, those other guys. Like, where did he come where from? Where did he come from? <laughs> you know, he's like the, he's that vigilante guy in the, in the seventies and eighties. Yeah, Remember yeah. that death wish or whatever? Yeah. yeah. He was a tough dude. True. Man. He was a tough dude. Liam but. Neeson then, you know, we'll throw it to yeah. the other guy. He probably drinks his coffee. I, I possess a set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good. Sh- yeah, yeah. I drink right. my coffee like Justin Bieber. Apparently, yeah, he does. Actually, no. that's not true. He <laughs> drinks his with a lot of sugar and cream in it. <laughs> so, thank you, Sue. There you go. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Appreciate it. So that that's that's really good. Um, yeah, we're um, we got a few things coming up. We got our new uh, sermon series um, hitting down the road. Sunday all we night, start all night divine. divine. I, and I told our secret Sunday. You did. You you let our secret out of the bag. This is the third year, and we've we've kind of planned it. We've got at least another good two years. At least left. two. At least two. Um, I mean, we still have the title we have not used, but this is the third year in a row that we have used a line from the song "Oh Holy Night." We did. And we did. It's Last cool. year was "Oh Hear the Angels' Voices," and the year before that was "The Weary World, the weary rejoices. world rejoices." This year is "Oh Night, Night Divine." Divine. Yep. Looking forward to it because we got a little bit different of, um, yeah, it's gonna you know, be good. It's gonna be, you are gonna be speaking. Todd's mm-hmm. gonna be speaking. I'm gonna be doing a couple of weeks and, um, you know, for anything, you get a break from me for a couple of weeks. For sure. So that's good. My, yeah. my message, maybe I should have went first coming off of yours and we'll give them a week break because, you know, my message is gonna go very in line with where you were at yesterday. Um, is yours done? No. Okay. Todd's is. But Todd's this week. Okay. I'm done. Yeah. And I have five million other things I'm trying to work through too. Okay. How how about this? How about you take the graphics that I have to finish and you do those? You wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want that because yeah, mine would right. be handwritten, hand drawn, <laughs> like stick, stick figures. figures. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> handwritten. Do you like this? <laughs> you take that to Allison here. Can you make <laughs> copies of this? <laughs> right. So that starts December the fourth. I don't want you guys to forget. Also, Sunday, December fourth, six at p.m. Six p.m. is our Christmas night of worship. 
And so we want to invite you guys to kick off the uh, 2022 Christmas journey season by worshiping God, and let's lift Him up. Let's let's just get together and praise God. Yep. I mean, that's let's go into let's go into the presence of God with Thanksgiving and praise. That's right? right. Let's yep. let's do that. Women of Worth is coming up. That's a brunch that's going to be. Uh, I believe that is on Saturday, December the 10th in the RCC Fellowship Hall at 10 a.m. You there can you sign up at richwood.church forward slash women and indicate if you need child care and um, let us know what's going on. Get, tell us their ages and you can figure all that out when you go in there. Also, Night of Prayer is going to be coming up on Tuesday, December 13th at 6 o'clock. I hope you guys take an hour to join us for the last Night of Prayer for 2022. That's crazy. And then we got Christmas weekend. Yep. You want to tell us about it? Sure. Christmas weekend. So Christmas falls on a Sunday this year. And so we will be doing three identical services on Christmas Eve. They will be at three o'clock and five o'clock and Christmas morning at 1030 a.m. So pick one, um, whatever. Or pick fits, them all. Or pick them all. Come to all, all three services, but they're going to be identical. So be identical. it's going to be the same service. But, um, but yeah, it's always a great weekend. I love Christmas weekend. Mm-hmm, um, just mm-hmm. a time to truly reflect, you know, you know, you have the presents, you have all that stuff, but, you know, it just is a time to separate from that and truly reflect on what God has done through Jesus Christ. Exactly. And just through the humble way that he sent him to this exactly. earth. Uh, there's going to be a staff nursery provided on Sunday morning only. Correct. So if you come on Sunday morning at the 1030, there will be a, a nursery for if you have babies and you don't want to deal with that on, you know, Christmas. After you got them up, open presents. And right. They're all jacked up anyway on cookies or whatever you got exactly. them on. So, but yeah. And then I want to remind everybody again, uh, we'll get, uh, hopefully get Todd in here in the next week or so, maybe next week after his, yeah. his preaching. But, um, we have a reception and we're going to honor Todd and uh, Lynn Norquist. It's going to be on Sunday, December the 18th. Uh, we want to tell them just thank you for, can I just say a job well done? Thank yeah. you for your service for 23 years of, of, of their time and of their ministry and their love. And I know there's probably been ups and downs and tears mm-hmm. and laughter and all kinds of stuff, but we're going to be honoring them during both worship services that morning. And then there's uh, the reception will take place in the fellowship hall after each service. Yep. So in between the two and then after the second cake. one. It's going to be cake. Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be some good cake. And um, so I hope you guys are going to be here to show your gratitude for them and to just tell them thank you, give them a hug, and um, and wish them wish them well. So um, sad, but I guess all good things come to an end. I guess. Um, yeah. So there's that. I joked with him when he told me that he was, was stepping down at the end of the year. And I said, well, you know what? I said, I, I can't be the longest, longest tenured staff person unless you do. So there you know, he's been here 23 years. Well, I'm going on 13. About so. the only hat he hasn't worn is mine. Right. So I actually talked to him about you that. I'm like, I'll step down and I'll do the facilities and you can do my job. And he went, no, no. I said, come on, I, 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 here's what I'll do. And he went, no. <laughs> he never discussed it. It was like, no, no. He cut me off at the pass. So, yeah. hey, if you guys missed uh, Sunday in November and haven't got a chance to, um, you know, you weren't here, you didn't watch us online, I'm going to encourage you to go back and um, if you missed anything to watch the series Back to the Basics um, just to kind of get to what we're, we're talking about. We talked about leadership. We talked about serving. We talked about giving. talked about gratitude. But every week this past month, um, we had a, a video that we did in-house, talked about some ministries, and you can visit them on our Facebook page or our YouTube channel and see the ministry highlight video and um, kind of get a better understanding of the needs of yep. of what of what's taken place so i just encourage you to do that uh, if you've missed something if you um i mean we're if somebody ever tells me i don't know what's going on 
I'm going to tell you something. That is on you. Yep. That's on you, and I'm going to put that back, that ball back in your court because that's your fault. You don't know what's going on because uh, either you need you get the email, you're not listening to announcements, or you're not watching the videos, or you're not here on Sunday. So you know what? I'm not hearing that anymore. So that's all on you guys. So you, you need to go back and you need to, if you miss something, that's up to you to find it out. I'm, we're not going to seek you out and try to give it to you on a silver platter. It's up to you. So, cause guaranteed this, if you, if your favorite group was coming into Columbus, Ohio and you didn't know how to get tickets, I know, I know one thing. You're going to search and search and search the way to get those tickets. Am I right? Yep. You do whatever you want, but sometimes you just want everything on a silver platter. So no silver platter here. It's on you. On that's this right. One, so that's right. Help me help you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and don't forget, you've got our website too with all of that information as well. Richwood.church. Facebook. Yep. Yeah. It's there. Emails. All kinds of stuff going on. Information is ripe for the picking. Is it? Yeah, it sure is. So what's on tap? You're heading back out into the field to, uh. Yeah, we're going to recover a deer, hopefully. That dad perfect. shot yesterday evening and we just, we needed to give him some time. Give him time to lay down. Yep. So. What if you get back there and he's still sitting in that water looking at you? Well, gun season came in today, so boom, not gonna be good for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so wow, talk about shooting a guy while he's down, right? <laughs> but no, we'll go get that taken care of, and uh, then I've got a lot on my plate between graphics and a sermon and uh, songs for Christmas. Um, yeah, unless you want to do the graphics uh, again, I, mean, I still I. Can you do one? Like, I just want to see your stick figures. I'll tell you what, my daughter, my youngest, Kennedy, and then we'll, we'll, we'll sign off after this. I know we're getting a little long in the tooth here, but, um, she, and, and Jordan is an artsy person too. Christian's kind of got the brains. Like he, you can see his, okay. his, um, mind working. Yeah. He does the Lego stuff. Um, Jordan loves art, um, is really good at drawing. Kennedy, she's five, almost six, just has started drawing stuff lately. And it's like, wow. Are you are you sure you're only five? Like, oh wow, her talent level. Like, she's gonna be good. And then she was looking at Christmas ornaments yesterday, figuring out how to. She must take that up her mom. I was the artsy one, okay. but um. Anyways, then you went a spelling bee too. I did win a spelling okay, bee. Yeah, did you work in a coffee grade. house? I did work in a I coffee shop. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, we need to get. Well, maybe a, maybe she is like you. Then we need to get an espresso machine in here. here I can make go. a mean latte. Here we go, yeah. Um, but anyway, she was looking at Christmas ornaments, trying to figure out how to spell all of our names and writing those down on a piece of paper, and it's like. Yep, she's going to be artsy just like her sister. You know, I have a hard time thinking of Kennedy without thinking of one thing. No, oh, gee. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, so. Oh, man. <laughs> it took her forever to warm up to you. Well, yeah, but Brandon sent me a video a few weeks ago of her in the bathroom, I guess, singing or something. Oh, yeah. Dude looks like a lady. Ta-da. <laughs> she's like all over that song. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Dude, she was on it. I. I don't, I love having kids. Like, yeah, they frustrate you sometimes, but there are some times where it's just like you just stand there and it's like, that's awesome. By the way, I don't think she has warmed up to me yet, but she tries. She's getting there. She's getting there. I think she likes giving me a hard time. I, she's playing hard to get. She'll walk by me like, don't don't even acknowledge. Oh, she'll give you the eye, eye, like the slanted eyes. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. 100% she knows what she's doing. 100%. I apologize in, yeah. in advance now for whatever man finds her in the future. She go, he gonna have his hands full. Yeah. But anyways, anything big for you this week? No, you know, I just, uh, I'm, I'm actually planning and working on next year right now, trying to figure out what to do with, with all that. So. Nine equals one. 
That's going to be the title of the new the sermon title series. Of the new sermon series. See if you can figure that out. Nine equals, equals one. one. And we, it's a, it's actually nine does equal one on this yep. on this one. So see if you can figure that out. If you can figure that out, I don't know. If you can figure that out, um, I'll tell you what we'll do. Brandon will give you a ten dollar gift certificate to Tim Hortons. Deal. But you yeah. got to either text him or email him. Be the first one the to do first it. First one. Figure first it out. Nine it. equals one. Text or email Brandon first. Nine equals one. What does that mean? What is our sermon series going to be about? Yeah. That's right. All right. Well, hey, thanks for joining me today. Oh, thank thanks you. Thanks for not being in a bad mood because of the weather. Thanks for being grateful. I'm filled with gratitude right you, now, bro. You should be. The weather's perfect. You should be because this is unseasonably warm. <laughs> I would agree with you. Yeah. So. Usually by this time, we're about... Six weeks cold. Right yeah, now. usually by this time you've hit Yosemite Sam a couple of times. Oh, because we've had snow, right? And I am like him. I'm stomping my feet, and right? My wife's laughing. I think you need to grow a big old mustache like that. You know, that would be awesome. That'd be it? great. Big diet red. <laughs> be sweet. That would be terrible. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, for those of you who are still with us and haven't said, um, we're done. We're done. Then. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. We will join you next week. Have a great week. You too, Craig. Have a great week. You too. See you. Bye. Bye.